Hello and welcome to the MetaPropCast, the podcast of innovation in real estate technology. I'm your host, Phil Russo. The MetaPropCast can be heard on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play, and is a production of MetaProp NYC. We're speaking today with Dan Hughes, Director, Data and Information Product Management for the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors, RICS. Dan, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. There are few more impressive names than the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors, not only in real estate, but in anywhere. It's more easily known to most of us as RICS. What is RICS? So RICS is a professional body um, and we support and promote professionalism within the built environment on a global basis. Uh, so obviously technology within the context of this discussion is having a big impact on all of that. And so RICS is working to understand what impact that might have and how we can help to promote the professionalism around the world. You are an engineer by training. How did that lead you uh, to a career at RICS? Yes, yeah, so I did my degree in engineering and actually the first company I worked for was, uh, was in a partial engineering role, uh, working for a lift and elevator company. Uh, and so I started lift it, working for that, which was around construction and the facilities management and really started off from there. Uh, and it's been really interesting because a lot of the initiatives that are happening within the property sector at the moment, if, especially if you look at something like BIM, is actually looking at uh, manufacturing engineering type applications from uh, a few years ago. So it's been very interesting to see how other industries do some of these activities. If you look at uh, car manufacturing is often looked at and how those technologies can and sometimes can't be taken onto, onto site. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting journey from, from doing a degree in engineering. And I think some of it is still becoming quite relevant. So it's quite nice to be able to revisit it uh, on a regular basis. Indeed, uh, that's a, a very good basis for what real estate technology is becoming and demanding these days. As head of data and information project management, what exactly do you do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis for RICS members? So RICS uh, has a number of different data and information products that we provide uh, to both our professionals but also to the wider, to the wider market. And my role is looking after the product management side of that to make sure that we are aligning those to where the market is today. We are also aligning those to the customer needs, but in particular, looking at a little bit further ahead about where we're going to be going. So we have a number of different products that we, we work with. So, for example, uh, helping to, uh, qualify, helping people to find jobs, helping people to find other uh, surveyors if they need them. And from a data point of view, we have a large database, primarily of uh, UK-based data, specifically focusing on costs and construction costs and lifecycle running costs. Real estate, or property as it's known on your side of the pond, is a notoriously slow-to-change industry. Can you estimate what percentage of RICS is devoted to prop tech and how the organization sees it evolving over time? That's a great question. Um, I, I think it probably mean, depends on what you mean by prop tech. 
from our point of view, we're talking about how data and technology in the very broadest sense of the word uh, is and will impact the, the built environment. And actually one of the key things I think is that this has been going on for many years. Technology in the built environment isn't a new thing. So from an RICS point of view, for example, uh, we have a lot of our uh, professionals who work with GIS, which is geospatial information. Uh, we've already mentioned BIM, and BIM is a big driver, uh, which isn't just a technology, but is fundamentally about data and information management. So I think that the way we would want to see it is that prop tech isn't necessarily a new topic specifically, but it's actually about how technology is changing the whole impact of the uh, industry. Uh, this is very much a journey that we're on rather than a new project. And so to answer your question specifically, I would say that technology is impacting all of the market. It's going to impact all the market. And so in some shape or form, all of the RSCS and all of the built environment is around uh, technology, or at least technology is going to change how it's done over time. You are known as a highly influential thought leader in global prop tech. In fact, influence marketing company Analytica recently named you the number one social media influencer in prop tech and RICS, the number one organization in that regard. I have to pause for a shameless plug. Metaprop NYC was ranked number two, we're trying harder, and our founding partner, Aaron Block, was ranked number eight as an individual. How did you come to have such influence and what makes you so opinionated? <laughs> Great question. So I think, I think in that case, probably uh, I spend too much time tweeting things. But I think that, um, I think that uh, I've been very fortunate with where I've worked in the past. So I have spent most of my career working somewhere between property and the technology sector. So we've already alluded to the fact that I started off in engineering and uh, studying that in other sectors. But I've worked across construction and FM and investment and valuations, property asset management and so on. So I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of different data and technology organizations working in those markets. And I think one of the big things that's happening at the moment is that the silos, to, to use a cliche, that have always existed are starting to slowly break down. And again, if you look at something like BIM, it's about data and information modeling and management all the way through the building life cycle. So I think I've been fortunate to work at all of those different stages uh, at some point in my career. And so it uh, gives me perhaps a, a, a perspective where I like to have an opinion on some of these things. Just to follow up on that, um, can you give us a couple of examples of those positions you were in and how they fed on each other and particularly in the BIM area, which I think uh, everyone would say this year in particular seems to be a, a greater focus of interest in prop tech? Yeah, sure. So uh, some of the organizations I've worked for uh, before RICS and obviously looking at the cost side of things was I worked for an organization called Ordnance Survey in the UK. An Ordnance Survey is uh, well known as a mapping organization but in truth is a little bit more focused on location data. Uh, and that location data could be communicated in a number of different ways. Obviously, one of those is around mapping. In the UK, the government made uh, announced about five years ago that BIM was going to become a mandatory thing for all government-funded construction projects from uh, earlier 2016. So it was around um, spring of 2016. And so from uh, five, six years ago, I was working on projects looking at how location data can feed into that. Now, location data, uh, such as planning information and address data, is obviously right at the beginning of the process. But uh, certainly working towards how 
uh, data can be used through the, through the whole life cycle of the building. And then at the other extreme, I worked for a company called IPD, which is, which is now MSCI. And that's an organization looking at how data and benchmarking can really help with fund management. So uh, it's about understanding the performance of the assets, uh, specifically commercial property, uh, but they've also got some residential and infrastructure and understanding how the performance of those buildings go forward uh, and how the data is used to understand that. Let's talk a bit more widely now. Uh, you're a prop tech expert really globally through RICS, which is a, a true global organization. How do you uh, see the competition between the EU and Asia and the US real estate markets in their adoption of prop tech? Who's leading, who's trailing? Um, I, I, so it's a great question. I'm not sure I could specifically say who is leading and who's who's a little bit further behind. I think that clearly you've got places around the world, and New York is a great example where there is a huge amount of activity happening. And so in some ways that's further ahead. I would argue that London is doing a lot of great stuff. But I think there are also centers around the world where there's a lot of great projects. And even if there aren't a huge amount, then there are still some great companies. So I've been very fortunate to talk to some brilliant companies in um Australia or in India, in China, there's a huge amount of activity going on in China. So I think looking at prop tech, again, in its very broader sense of, of how technology is impacting the property market, I would say that there's some really good activity going on all over the place. And indeed, one of the things that technology is probably doing is starting to break down some of those national borders. So actually, I think that uh, there's more of a focus on cities, but actually there's also then the ability to uh, take a solution from one place and transfer it to the other more easily. Now that in itself brings some problems because not all markets uh, act in the same way as, as others, even though they sometimes appear to. But I think the basis of uh, technology firms can be uh, transported all around the world and, and there are some great ideas coming from all over the place. Yes, that is uh, one of the main benefits of technology, isn't it? It's quite potable. Um, moving on to a, a more uh, uh, relationship question. RICS is a corporate partner with Metaprop NYC. Can you tell us a little about how you view the relationship in regards to research and providing prop tech education for your membership? Yeah, sure. So I, I think I mentioned earlier that uh, we're looking at prop tech from very much a broad sense of the world. So how is technology changing the uh, market generally, the whole built environment? And I think it's very easy to get caught up on the buzzword of prop tech and look at it as a specific thing. But actually, uh, wherever you work within the built environment, anywhere in the world in any particular discipline, technology is going to have some form or shape of impact and change on it. Uh, some is going to be very good. Some is going to be less good. But I think that uh, generally speaking, our role from an RICS point of view is to make sure that we're understanding how technology is going to change the profession so we can make sure that we're um, continues to support and promote that and also to provide the forum really for discussions for people to understand what might be going on and so working with Metaprop is a really good example of where there is a fantastic knowledge and experience within the organization of Metaprop about specifically focusing on startups we're already seeing to see uh, beginning to see some of those startups actually growing into pretty good sized organizations having quite an impact uh, more so than just a couple of years ago 
really we've been um, really enjoying the relationship with Metaprop about how do we help to raise awareness within the industry that technology is is happening. It has been for a long time. It's going to continue happening, and it's got some really powerful benefits um, and some risk associated with it if we if we don't take note. And how are your members taking to the increased influence of what you're demonstrating for them uh, as happening in prop tech in their daily work? Do they see much more of a, uh, a demand for it? I think so. At RSCS, we're very fortunate to have uh, professionals who go across the whole market, so the whole land and construction and, and property. And I think it's fair to say that, that professionals generally at the very highest level are using technology a lot. Uh, that could be as simple as mobile phones. It could be all the way through to uh, to true big data analytics. And I think that the way that it's being used is then dependent on where, what part of the market. Uh, so within the land side of things, there's a lot of emphasis on GIS, which is about the geographical information systems. The construction side is looking at BIM at the moment. Uh, certainly in the UK, there's a real drive there. And then in the operation of the buildings, uh, whether that be the facilities management or the valuation, uh, actually, the BIM model is being used for those examples as well. So I think it's being widely uh, widely used, and I think it's having a, a significant influence on how the property sector is is moving. I think it's also worth acknowledging that that uh, this is a long journey that the sector is on, and it has been for many many years. And I think it's easy to probably uh, to feel that that prop tech is something that has got a huge amount of of uh, emphasis behind it. But many people are just very keen to get their job done and they're focused on producing a value or making sure the building is run or making sure that the occupier is getting what they need. So where technology is being seen as an aid to that, I think it's getting well received. And I think sometimes there's a little bit of, um, uh, there's a lot of communication about technology for technology's sake rather than how it's helping the industry. So I think it's fair to say there's probably a mixed view. Broadly speaking, technology is helping and I think people are using it on a daily basis. I think different bits of the business will, uh, of the sector will be using it in different ways and adopting it in different ways. You are listening to the MetaPropCast, a production of MetaProp NYC. We're speaking today with Dan Hughes, Director, Data and Information Project Management from the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors in London. Dan, how do you see PropTech startups developing over the next few years? Do you see more of them? Do you see... What percentage do you see will be will succeed? Will you see them coming together as VTS and Hightower did last year? What's the, the general movement that you, you're hearing and seeing from you and your members? I'm not sure I can answer all of that. So certainly there is a, a, an increased appetite to understand the impact that technology is having. And I think that people are understanding that technology can help bits of the market. And I think that, that some elements of the market see it as a threat, some see it as an opportunity. So I would say that there's going to be an increasing influence and activity around technology over the coming years. I think some of that will be uh, new entrants to the market who work in other sectors. I think some of that will be large incumbents within the market. And I think a lot of those will be startups. So I think there's going to be an increased number of startups. What they then do uh, going forward, uh, I think that, uh, so, so what percentage is going to succeed isn't necessarily something that I'm going to um, put a number on, so I might duck that question. But I think that inevitably that there is going to be a, a lot of movement around the market as the market tries to find the right solutions and the solutions try and find the right problems. Fair enough. 
Okay, now one of our favorite parts of the Metapropcast, prediction time. Here's your chance to flaunt your opinions without qualification. What do you see happening over the next, oh, year to five years in prop tech? So that's a great question. Um, I, I would say that in the last year or two, the general built environments awareness of technology has grown. And uh, lots of people have very different views on it. But I think that the awareness that it is having some form of impact is going to change things uh, is, is becoming known about and talked about. That's not true of everyone, but I think generally speaking, that's, that's certainly what I'm seeing. And I think what we're going to see over the next year to maybe five years is an increasing bedding down of products that actually solve business problems. We're going to see more of the business uh, return on investments or business cases uh, coming through. So... Uh, instead of having good technological ideas that might help, we will we'll see technology that is actually fundamentally helping with elements of the, of the market. And I think those elements could be very, very small. I think they could be very, very big. I think there are also an element of uh, connectivity. I would say that over the coming years, to go back to, to silos, I think that different people throughout the life cycle of a building work in different silos. And I think that is blurring. I think people are getting uh, more multidiscipline, but I think there's also uh, only a limited amount that that can do. What I do think is happening, and I think it's going to happen more and more over the next five years, is that the data flow will very much flow throughout the whole building. So I would argue that at the moment, data is normally held in silos that match the career silos. And I think that that's going to change uh, in the coming years. I would say that it already has started, but I think that data is going to flow throughout the building life cycle much more um, effectively and efficiently. And in many ways, that is the point of BIM. It's about data information and modeling um, to flow throughout the life cycle of the building. I'd like to thank Dan Hughes, Director, Data and Information Product Management for the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors for being our guest. This is Philip Russo. Thank you for listening.